Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owners of DAT Fitness in Great Bend, Kansas, David and Becca Tudor. How are you doing today? Doing good. good. Doing real good. Awesome. Glad to have you all on here today. Let's hop right into it. Tell us what DAT Fitness is all about. Well, the name DAT we got from our daughter, Dorothy. Her, you know, her name's Dor- Dorothy Ann Tudor. So that's where I got DAT at, you know, the initials for DAT Fitness. And we're kind of a, a personal training business, but we do memberships. With your memberships, you get group fitness classes, uh, nutrition, um, retention calls, uh, weights and measurements. With everything, we want to make sure you excel here at Dat Fitness, and we're going to give you all that we can. We also do personal training, uh, also specialized training, bodybuilding, powerlifting. Uh, we actually, my daughter is doing a powerlifting meet this weekend in Wichita, and we also do uh, high school training, you know, for sports and all that stuff. So just try to all around do it all, you know. Uh, if you come through the door, if we can help you, we're going to. Sounds great. I love, you know, as a summary, come through the door. If we can help you, we're going to. Perfect. So you have a little bit of a non-traditional start as far as the business goes. Um, you know, you had a local in-town or near-town business incubator program. Uh, so give me a little background there. Um, you guys are both um, in the fitness world as, you know, the, you're training yourself. You have a love for fitness and training. How did that translate into this business and uh, you using, finding, uh, being part of this incubator system? Well, I started training at the home gym here in town, oh, about 10 years ago, and I became the trainer director, which, we, you know, we sold over 100000 uh my first year there. Uh, things didn't work out there, so I went to the Anytime Fitness and managed that, and I just thought, geez, I can do this myself and make some good money. And uh, a lady that we knew was making this business incubator type deal and she approached me to do my own thing there. And, and I did at the facility, it had basketball courts, had batting cages, had a jungle gym system, a rogue jungle gym system for me, had turf, everything that I needed to start my business. Um, had my own office there. Uh, she helped me with communicate or uh, advertising. Uh, she helped me start my own business. You know, she gave me a spot in the back that I could put my own stuff. So I was, I started my business there, but then there was other trainers also there too. And that's when I decided after, you know, about three or four years being there, I needed to do my own thing because it just felt like I was drowning in what she had going on there. And uh, we found a few investors here in town that, uh, loaned us some money and we pit, we found this spot on, on Maine. Yeah. Maine. And we got started. We actually got started with three power lit racks and three, uh, uh, weights, free rates. And, you know, I had, I remember having a treadmill, an old junkie treadmill that I got from the motel here, you know, and a recumbent bike. Uh, 
some gentleman offered me some money to do some cardio equipment. So I got the cardio equipment and we have people come in and just pay us to use the cardio equipment, which is great. It pays for the, our, uh, our rent. And then at that, we spent what, three months getting the, uh, uh, our, back, our back warehouse, back warehouse, you know, that's where we do the functional training, the, uh, uh, flipping tires, kettlebell swings, ropes, you know, we do it, all our training back there, which, you know, we've extended from 4,000 up front to 7,000 when we add the back. So we, we do everything that we can did at the field house that I can do here. The field house was a business incubator where we, where we started at. So that's kind of our story, you know, we, we right. literally started from nothing to moving back to the back and just piece by piece building this amazing gym that we have now. Right. And, you know, we had people approach us, you know, our clients offer, you know, our clients were the ones that approached us and, and helped us get the financing for this gym and stuff like that. So we've got pretty incredible clients, you know, that trust us enough with their money. So we yeah. got them paid back all in a year also too. So for us to do that in a year, it was pretty incredible, you know? So. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that was what I was going to say. It's like you had this business incubator, you got to have proof of concept, you got to build reputation in the area, but didn't have ownership of the, the facility the equipment, all that. So when you decided that you had basically graduated yourself out of it and came to this facility, you had a little bit of equipment and basically the other thing you brought was your reputation in town, the people who already knew you and hopefully some of them followed you over or it sounds like enough of them had faith. About 90% uh, followed us over. And you, you know, we've had clients for like 10 years now. So wow. to have, have that is, is pretty incredible, you know? Yeah. People don't stick around that long unless you're doing some things right. So so you made that move about a year and a half ago, correct? Right, right. So sort of during this big worldwide pandemic thing, but, you know, there's, there's probably pros and cons to doing that. Uh, it was time, no matter what, no matter what the situation was, it was time for you to do it. Um, did that pose anything else that you had to work around? Did it were there any delays in your opening, any restrictions, or were you still able to basically hit the ground running? We hit the ground running. Um, the delays, no, we didn't have many delays. We had just a little to work with, and you know, we had some other people helping us, which was great. So, you know, having that was was we, awesome. We were in the time where it was like masks are wanted not needed so you know we provided them if necessary we found some great um like chemicals to like clean everything and like we would take turns like in between all of our client classes spraying everything down so that customers felt safe coming in here um, and then as we would like travel for powerlifting and stuff like that, we would see how other gyms were doing it. And then we would just make ours a little bit better. And then we would go to another facility, see how they were doing it and just make ours just a little bit better. So we were taking all these concepts from that other people had come up with and, and putting them into our facility to make us just that much better. Yeah. Also retention calls were kind of huge for us too. Like we didn't, when we started out, it was, it was a skeleton crew when it come to our clients, you know? So within a 
contacting him and let him know the move we made and look what we're going to do and look what we have, you know, started and stuff. I think when I moved over here, I only had maybe 20 clients, you know, and that was barely to open the doors and stuff like that. And then within six months, I believe we grew up to 40 or 50. And then in July, we hit 50 or 100 clients. So coming from that, you know, just, you know, retention calls have been huge with us. Some people are like, I can't believe you called me. They either feel guilty that we're calling them because, you know, they're not using their gym membership or we care enough that, you know, they're checking on them and stuff like that. Our clients love that about us. So that's another reason why we got, you know, what we have. Yeah. Doing any sort of accountability check-ins, you know, one of the things that, that we see is, you know, there are some gyms and and we won't name the names or the types where the only time they reach out to you is if your credit card declines. Right. Right. There are gyms who, you know, if they don't see you for a day or two days or three days, you know, somebody is just, Hey, are you okay? Everything good, family good. You know, what can I do to support you? You know, do we need to, to reassess whatever it is? So where did that idea come from as far as you guys doing it? Is it something you thought was lacking in other gyms? Is it something you saw someone else doing? Because that's, that can be a game changer with retention, um, with value of clients. That's, it's missing still in almost every gym model. It is. It really is. Yeah. I'm going to take this one. Before <laughs> I married David, before I started working with David, before I started lifting with David, I, I tried every gym in our town and there's probably a handful or so. And I was just a check-in for them. And so when I started lifting with David and he was like, I would be gone for something. He would, you know, call me, text me like, uh, where are you at? Like you paid me this good money, get your butt in here. And it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, oh, someone actually doesn't want to just take my money. Like they want to make me and like see progress in me. And so that's what sets David apart from everyone of the gym owners here, because that was the one and only gym owner that I had ever met that had actually cared if I was going to show up or not. Um, If I would come in and have a bad session, it was, hey, that wasn't your best work, but let's hit it tomorrow. Let's be better. What's going on? Is there something that we need to change? Are you hurting? Do we need to readjust your workout? Is the timing not working for you? What's going on? And just to see the person the trainer caring that much is what sets David apart. I think communication is really big in anything you do nowadays. And if you're not communicating with people, then I, I really think that you're, you you know, you shouldn't be in this business, you know. Um, I know when we started, uh, when I started personal training, it was cold calls, you know. And then cold calls turn into, you know, retention calls and retention calls gain, you know, I just gained business that way. Um, it seemed like if I would check on somebody, a friend or something, their friend would come with them, you know. So it just started from that, I guess, you know, cold calling for me was really weird. I, I, I've never done it before. I was, it, I, I did 12 years of law enforcement prior to this. So cold calling and say, hey, this is Dave, you know. <laughs> not quite the same that's for sure you know but you build a bond with these people you know and it is personal when it becomes you know weights and measurements and stuff like that or one old gentleman lost his wife and I didn't know that I didn't see him and 
And I called him up and said, hey, where are you going? You know, he goes, I just lost my wife, Dave. And I said, oh, I am so sorry, you know. But I was the only one that that checked up on this guy, not of his family, you know, nothing else. It was just because he wasn't coming to, you know, his gym membership. So he actually, you know, still with us today, but just caring enough just to call and check on him was huge to him, you know, so. Yeah, so it sounds like it was almost – intuitive to you at a point where, hey, this is, if I'm commuting with, communicating with people to start, I need to carry that and just keep delivering it for as, for as long as they're with me. All right. So Becca, you, you said something um, that, it, it, you know, and I'm sure it was taken the right way, but, you know, Dave would say something like, hey, you're paying me this, you know, good money to come in and train. And I think, you know, it sounds almost like the the phrasing of that is like, Hey, I don't just want you to pay me and not show up. I want like, how do I give you more value? Um, and I think that's there. There's this big uh, disconnect sometimes with price and value, right? Price is what somebody pays. Value is what they get. And value is usually what keeps people coming back. So that phrasing, if you're saying it so in a way that shows that you care and you want them to come in and you're not just like, Hey, are you about to cancel your membership or, Hey, if you don't come, I can just sell your spot to somebody else can go a long right. way. Also. So that was, that was, you know, you were training, you were, you were Dave's uh, client beforehand, but now that, that kind of brings me to the, the current incarnation of DAT. So when it comes to what people are paying, do you have tiered pricing? Do you have different layers? What is your pricing structure set up and, and how did you come to whatever the setup is that you have now? We have two sets of memberships, uh, single and, and family. The single is 45 and the family is 65. It's a little bit more than the memberships here in town, but I just feel like we offer so much that we can have our prices up a little bit uh, higher. Mm -hmm. Also, we don't have any six month or year commitment. It's just pay by monthly and stuff like that, you know? So when we're into that, I just feel like the prices should be that way. Also, personal training, we do sessions. I only have half hour sessions. And we usually, I believe it's 3.30 when it comes to the 20 session. And it's about 2.80 when it comes to the 15 session. Usually I sell the 20 session because they're cheaper per session. And, and people, I don't feel like you're going to get too many goals in 15 sessions. You will in a couple months, but, you know. With personal training, we all, all also offer a membership with it, okay? You can use the equipment. You can take the gym classes if you want to. Like I told you before, personal training is expensive when it comes down to it, you know? So we also add, you know, nutrition and, and stuff like that with it. Um, with the specialized training, we just have to see if there's a meet coming up, you know, uh, when it is, price, you know, price comes with how long we work together, what you need, stuff like that, you know. So we yeah. usually come up with an agreement on the pricing for specialized training and stuff. Because usually for parallel to me, it's 12 weeks, you know. So usually I, I cut them a deal and stuff like that. So Yeah, that's a little harder to pigeonhole into a standard package. And just to be clear, your monthly memberships, I think we talked earlier, you run – a bazillion classes a week through your gym. There's offerings all through the day, different things. And you do include those with your basic 
monthly membership, correct? Yep. Correct. So that's all inclusive. The only thing someone would pay extra or different for would be personal training or specialized training. Right. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure that we, we have that framed correctly. So, so we kind of have an idea of the business and who you are and what you offer, a little bit of the background. I want to go through some of the standard kind of steps or processes and what you found that's, that's working for you. Um, you know, in this, you know, now, since you've moved, you're in this location on your own. So first and foremost question that we always get is how do you get new members in the door? Are you advertising? Are you in papers? Are you putting flyers out? What do you do to, to get people in the door that want what you have to offer? One of my favorite things that we've started doing since we moved to this new building is monthly challenges. And I come up with these challenges every month. We have a challenge board. Um, so one of the challenges will be like, if you bring a friend in and they sign up, you get 5% off your membership. Um, we've gained numbers through that. Um, we keep members interested by, you know, having like step challenges, like whoever can get the most steps this month to get surprised. And I'll have women and men doing like 300 plus thousand steps in a month, just so that they can like have a chance to win a prize because that just gets them a little bit more um, we got some new cardio oh, equipment, yeah. so we made like a cardio challenge, like who can do the most cardio minutes in this month, and that made people come in and see our new cardio equipment, and people will go and they'll tell their friends, because they'll be like, oh, I got to go get some steps in, because I'm doing a challenge this month at the gym, and their friends are like, oh, well, tell me more about this, and that gets people in our door going, so you're doing challenges, I can win a prize on top of my membership, Plus, I'm getting to get healthier while doing this. So that's one of our my favorite things that we do in the new building. So. Also, I'll, I'll go out to businesses. I'll yeah. take flyers. We'll go out to business. We'll even snap or do a selfie with the owner and then put it on Facebook saying, hey, come out and try this, you know, and we'll, we'll sit there with the owner and tell them what's going on at Dad Fitness. Uh, we do giveaways also sometimes. Um, but, you know, I find that the going out to businesses and, and showing who we are. And, and, you know, you're also doing that business a favor by snapping a selfie at that business and posting it on for them too. So that's where we've done, you know, and we do Facebook, uh, all social media. Um, I just did the digital board is just out here for us. So it's got my big face and a saying and a, and an arrow pointing right down at us. So, <laughs> So that's like a full-size billboard, like a digital billboard yeah, you have? Yeah, it's just, like I said, just right here. Right in front of you, basically? Yeah. All right, all right. So we kind of have that. And so you're, um, it's like word of mouth plus, because you're doing right. things to encourage people to do word of mouth. And then when you say social media, active posts, tagging these other business owners. Absolutely, um, yeah. Are you ever doing anything where you're actually like, paying for ads or is it all the organic social we also, media? We do the Facebook boost, boost okay. and uh, Instagram boost. Yeah, we, we do all that too. So you're doing, you know, doing your brand awareness, making sure that people know, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're right. doing. And, and people are coming in the door with that. Yes. We also, we, 
our community, it's a small town, so they'll put on events um, like party in the park and they have different events there. And so we'll go and we'll wear, you know, our brand clothing and we try and participate in like uh, one year, David did a strongman competition at the party in the park where it was like, come see if you're strong enough to pull a fire truck. And right, that was, yeah. that got so many people interested because I mean, how many guys don't want to know if they can pull a fire truck? It just made everyone more interested. In yeah, it. you know, and I think we did what security, we worked security at a festival one time. It was cold and she didn't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple gym members and us, we were watching doors and stuff like that, but you know, still got her name out there and stuff, you know, so. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so once these people are landing in front of you, coming in the doors, um, they're gonna meet one of you uh, on, on day one, you guys are always there. You're the faces. Um, what type of process do you bring people through to figure out, Hey, these are the type of classes you should take. This is going to help you get to your goals. The, you know, these are the support options we offer, like how choreographed and structured is your process and, and what is well, it? When you like? start, we, we do the release and liability. We also have a, a, a questionnaire, medical, um, goals, um, you know, what you've done in your past who you know we also get other you know have you been with other gyms why didn't it work out stuff like that so we have we do that we start off with that we give them a a, a tour of the place introduce ourselves you know like that um, we also give a free day if they want to do the free day um, so that's how we started out um, with classes we just uh, see what their goals are and, and uh, Go from there usually you know and we, we make sure to sit with everyone on their first i mean we'll, we'll we're always in the back with the classes but when it's someone's first day we're right there hands-on with them showing them how to do something making suggestions on how to improve their form if something's too difficult we will find an alternative for them to do i mean there's no one wants to come into the gym and get their butt kicked the first day and then never want to come back. You don't want to be too sore so that you can't come back. So we progress it so that they're not hating us. Yeah. And yeah. our age range for classes are, you know, like 12 years old. And I have a gentleman, he's 72 years old. We can cater the classes towards anybody. So and are are you both overlapping coaching specific classes or do you do you have your separate niches how do you manage who does what rock paper scissors <laughs> no um i i do what i enjoy doing i enjoy doing classes um some personal training and working one on one with mainly women um he works with everyone he loves kids and teens um that is I, I, they don't listen to me and I don't like it. My own don't listen to me. So, um, they listen to him. He's big and scary. So he works best with kids. Um, when he has personal training and can't cover a class, I'm here doing the classes so he can be one-on-one -on -one with his clients. Um, we let's just cover each other as necessary. Um, as best we can. Yeah. But usually the morning classes are really structured till about nine o'clock. And then I do my personal training, but we have people come throughout the day and we get to them as much as we can, you know, show them the right, you know, show them what's going on, stuff like that. And then during the night, they're more structured because I don't have anybody during the night. So like, you know, the busy time, five, six, seven, that's when we have our, our evening classes and stuff. 
All right, gotcha. So as we said, everything right now is basically falling upon the shoulders of the two of you. So uh, as is the case with every industry in this country right now, gyms are no exception. Uh, finding good people has always been tough. And, you know, there's more and more creative ways I think that people are coming up with to, to try to get people in the door. So um, for, for the feedback that I get mostly in my interviews, there's, there's two things people do to combat this problem. One is um, the different steps you can do to try to long-term make people seek you out and come and kind of knock down your door. Um, and that's kind of a longer term process and it's tougher if you're in a smaller town. But the other thing that, you know, seems to be the place where everybody starts is figuring out which stones they can turn under or turn over to, to find these people that are going to come in, uh, take some ownership of their, you know, their responsibilities, treat them, treat the clients the way you want, all those things that we're all looking for. So let's start with, you know, things that you guys may have done or may like or, or have delved into. I know it's been hit or miss in the year and a half or so you've been open, but have there been any particular avenues where you've at least found some hope? Uh, just having continuing clients has, has been huge, you know. Like I told you, uh, we um, both have had clients. She's had clients for the past couple of years. And I've had clients for the last 10 years. They trust me enough that they, you know, spend their money with me, you know. Um, the retention calls have been huge also, too. Um, discussed that earlier. Um, those are the kind of avenues that we've been through, you know, that have helped us stay open and continue to do what we love, you know. We're doing this business with our fan, you know, our fan, and it's paying us finally, it's paying us that we can make enough money to live. Uh, for that first couple of years, I was going, you know, not paycheck to paycheck, but I was, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, you know, as I tell people and stuff. So those kind of have been our niches as, you know, just caring about somebody. I yeah, guess. the biggest hope, I guess, that I've found in it I was off for a couple of weeks with, I have stress fractures and both of my hips worse than my left side. So I've been in and out of the doctors and in and out of the emergency rooms and everything else. And I had a client that she brought in a card and a shirt and was just like, you know, the strong women are what make this. So just keep being strong. Like you'll make it through this. And I'm like, you did not have to do that. Like, thank you. Like it's those small moments where you have clients that turn into friends that just help you like you've been helping them their entire gym membership and then they just turn around and do something so sweet for no thanks at all no reason at all and it's just like okay we're doing something right here yeah for sure and and that kind of leads right into the other thing that i was thinking you know clients clients caring for you having this family having this environment of, of people that are very familiar with as you guys grow, increase in membership, uh, there eventually becomes a point where you can't do everything and you got to find trainers. So have you looked internally? Have, have you guys ever thought about, you know, how you have clients that may want to become trainers, may want to be a bigger part of the family? Is that an avenue you think you'll pursue as far as growing the staff? And, and what other avenues have you looked at or do you have in mind? We've had a, a few people have helped us out, but it, they just didn't do 
what we wanted them to, the, the DAT way, as I call it, you know. They usually showed up and they didn't care about anything except collecting that, you know, hourly wage. So since they weren't doing it our way, we, we just had to let them go. Um, but yeah, if somebody would want to start training here that we've helped, we would encourage that wholeheartedly. That's, I mean, that's honestly, that's how I started with them is I, I went from being a client. I've always been an interest in sports and stuff in my life. And he was just like, well, how would you like to, you know, come on and work with me? And I'm like, oh. And then I said, you're doing a strong man mate. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's just the little things that we can, you know, you do have those people that you you see that in them and you're like, you know, this would be a good second opportunity or opportunity for you. Or, you know, we have a couple of teenagers that he'll come in every couple of weeks or so and like rake the grass and he's done powerlifting with us and stuff. And so, I mean, he just is starting small with us of like helping out and he's always down to do the little jobs and learn that we more. Can get to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So again, you have your, you know, and you call it, you know, the dat way you have certain standards that you want to uphold. And for you right now, it's a matter of for now um, you'd rather You'd rather not grow or, or do as much as you can yourself than compromise where your standards are for that. Right. So with, with the scope of time that we have left here today, I wanted one more thing about staffing that um, I think seems to be underutilized. And this is very market specific and I, I don't know your area. So um, I do find that there are some gym owners now more than ever that are tapping into local colleges and universities that have personal trainer programs, strength and conditioning coach programs, you know, younger people who are, you know, investing 60, 80, $100,000 in want to train people and you can possibly get them before they have any habits, whether they're good or bad. Do you think that's something that might be a, a potential source of, of yes. staff? Do you have anything like that in your area? We have a community college that comes out and we've contacted them on several occasions asking if they had any interns or anything like that and we haven't received anything back. So, so maybe it's because we're not big enough um, or, you know. But it's something definitely to watch. Yeah, but we, we have contacted the college here in town and, and made that step. Yeah, so you're planting seeds. It's just a matter of, it's again, you're still a, in this incarnation, a relatively new business. So putting yes. the feelers out, planting the seeds as, as much as you can. And eventually you just need, you know, that one really good person and then who knows where it goes from there but it's right. no matter if you want a hundred more staff eventually you got to get one right always it's always going to start Absolutely. with that next one so um, I love that you guys aren't aren't afraid to have the standards uphold them and make sure that you're giving exactly what you promised to these people on the front end so I think that when it comes down to it it's our, our name and you know that yeah for sure. For sure. Okay. So we are nearing the end of our time here. And as I do with everyone that comes on, I always like to ask whether you're a new business owner, you're 20, 30, 40 years in, there are always a couple of things that strike us. I wish I knew it sooner. Or when I learned this and opened the door, these are the things I live by. Um, for the time you guys have been in business, whether it's with the incubator or in this, this version, are there any big lessons that stand out or any any aha moments that you that have really kind of turned the page for you? 
You know, it, it was for me starting out at the local gym. That's actually what got me going, you know, uh, got me fillers, you know, and stuff like that. Other than that, you know, I, it, we just run by the seat of our pants, really, you know, whatever works, works, because we're not afraid to true try new things, you know, whether it comes to advertising or, or competitions or, or just something, you know, somebody will come in and say, hey, this gym did this, you, you know, you should try it and we'll, you know, like market, make it our way and stuff like that. So I, I guess, you know, we're not scared to try it. One of the things that I, I, guess I, I wish I would have known, I, there was a quote, I think it was by Dana Lynn and Rob Bailey of like a, owning a gym is like a love and a passion. Like you're not going to make money on it. You're not going to make a lot of money on right. owning a gym. It's got to be a passion project. And that's true. You have to go in it and you have to love it because there's going to be days where you hate it <laughs> so you have to love owning it and love helping people before you can do anything with this business right yeah if you don't have the passion and the work ethic you have zero chance of making money in it if you have those things at least there there's hope there are you know there are things you can do there's there's right. a lot out there but if you don't have those things you got into the wrong business and my advice is probably get out as quickly as you can before yeah. before people figure out that you're not in it for the right thing. Um, but on that note, we are officially out of time here. The last thing I want to get from you guys before I let you go, where can people find you? Website, social media, give us all the places that they can. Uh, social media is uh, Facebook or that uh, fitness uh, websites, www.datfitness.net. Uh, Instagram is tutor three, two, three. Or Becca tutor two, two. And that's what we have for social media. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you two being on with us today. It's been a pleasure. I wish you continued success and I, I thank you for stopping in with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Thanks everybody. You're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening on behalf of myself, Dave, Becca, we hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald and joining us on the show is Mr. Andre Sharp of Get Sharp Soccer coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio. Andre, what's going on, man? How are you today? Not much. I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to dig into this business and, and see what we can pull for other professionals from your experience. But before we do that, before we talk strategy and tactics and all that goes into the day-to-day -day of running this business. 
I want to hear a little of the tale of how we got here in the first place. And so, Andre, for you, when did this whole thing get started and why did you decide to open up your own business in the first place? Um, well, I, uh, I'm from uh, Jamaica, small island in Jamaica. I came to Cincinnati for soccer, so I played soccer all my life. Um, had a scholarship to University of Cincinnati where I played D1 soccer. Um, I got a really, I, I got a, an injury my junior year to my quad, which is, is a, a very tough injury to come back from. Um, so when I finished playing college, graduated, I decided I was going to get into coaching. Okay. Started coaching. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. I was like, well, I don't get to play anymore like I thought I would professionally, but I could lend my knowledge to the younger kids. Started doing that. Um, started a little private training on the side. Uh, I was like, this is pretty good. You know, did a little strength work, a little speed and agility, a little soccer work. Um, and it just grew from there. It just grew. Uh, we started doing summer camps which is another thing that went off, took off. Like one year we had up to 120 kids at a summer camp, yeah. jumping from like having 40 every year and there. And then 120 <laughs> kids was a big right. deal. Um, then we started a futsal club, which is another growing sport. Um, and then we went from like having eight teams to like 26 team in like a year. And this is all, uh, a lot of this, growth was within and around COVID. We were growing yep. steadily, but but surprisingly, we grew way more within COVID, which was shocking also. Yeah. And so, I mean, what started out as you just wanting to stay involved in the game really has taken leaps and bounds since then. It sounds like you have, you must have other people helping you at this point. Do you have other coaches that work with yeah. you now? Yeah, we have quite a few people on our staff. We have probably... 10 to 11 people between yep. 10, 12 people on our staff and other parents, other people who helps out, you know what I mean? It takes a lot um, to, to get this machine running and keep running. Sure. And, and so, as you mentioned, the majority of this is in the soccer performance arena. And so my guess is that the majority of this is the youth clientele, right? Is that the person, the the target that we're looking for when it comes to growing this business? Definitely. Definitely. It is. Um, we do dabble a lot in working with the professional players here. We've worked with a number of professional players in Cincinnati that play soccer. Um, so we, we, we dabble in that, uh, as you know, getting professionals involved, you get more kids involved. They see professional training with you. They know that, Hey, this is a big deal. If they're doing it and they're professionals, we want to be professionals, right. so we need to do it too. Yeah, and my experience uh, from a business perspective, of course, I mean, every coach that gets into sports performance wants to work with the best of the best, the professionals, the people at the highest level, but there's just not that many of them, right? And no. so to run a solid business, we need more clients than that. There's a lot of youth players that we can work with that are trying to get to that next level and would love to participate in a service like this. Right. And so we got to open it up. We need to serve that youth clientele with this being so focused on soccer. Do you see a seasonality in your business? Is there times that you're busier throughout the year? 
Yes. Um, whenever the kids aren't in school. Yeah. Which which are typically summer, uh, sometime in the Christmas and spring break. Whenever the kids aren't in school, uh, we're slammed. Yeah. I can admit, well, yeah, and, and, and the reality is the biggest population that we serve, they have to go to school, right? From 8 o'clock to 3 o'clock or whatever the exact hours are, we're probably a little bit slower. And so a lot of sports performance businesses like this, at least, will add on some component training adult clients, gen pop people, just to make some money between those hours to help offset some of that time. Is that something that you've looked at? Yeah, we've, we've definitely, uh, going into next year, we think we're going to start hitting that three-year-old to, to six-year-old kids that are at home with their parents. Bring your, your child out. Um, join us here. Your kid train while you train also. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of components to that. Those are things that we're definitely looking to evolve into as we grow this brand. Um, bigger and better each year. Yeah. And I would imagine, I mean, the Get Sharp brand could be all encompassing. It doesn't need to be Get Sharp soccer, Get Sharp performance. It could, it could encompass a lot of different things. Is that right? Definitely. And that's the aim. We we definitely plan to um, hit other sports. And while we hit other sports, we want to hit, we want to have our strength trainer, speed and agility trainer, um every aspect of the sport we want to create complete athletes not just a soccer player i could teach you to kick a ball where you're just weak you're, you don't have the leg strength you don't have the upper body strength um to fight on the field yeah. and you have to have the entire the entire component to add so we want to grow this into something bigger we want to add other parts to it we want to create complete athletes that can go out and get a D1 scholarship, move overseas, jump into the pro. That's our aim as we go. Absolutely. And so I, I want to I wanna pick your brain on the marketing that goes into this because marketing for a 13-year-old soccer player and marketing for a 45-year-old looking to lose a little bit of weight are totally different things. What's been successful for you? How have you been able to market it thus far? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, we've always been big in marketing, uh, sending emails out to constant contact to our emails contact that we've, um, got over the years. Uh, we do a lot of Instagram, uh, when we post a video of a training session, every time we post a video, we get two messages of someone's like, Hey, I saw this video. It was so good. Can I book sessions with you? Um, we do Instagram promotion. We do Facebook promotion. Um, but just being in front of people, putting out videos on a regular, we try to put something out, four to five videos every week of sessions we're doing um, so people see it. And we think that's been one of our biggest thing. People yeah. seeing those videos on Instagram, Facebook. Um, everything's great promoting, but Instagram is where you, you hit people. They're on there. They're seeing it. Yeah. They love seeing it. And the minute they see it, they're contacting us. I want my kid to do that. Yeah. And, and I think if we're being realistic in the fitness industry in general, not even just sports performance like this, but anybody looking to join a gym, I'm going to go to Facebook. I'm going to go to Instagram. I'm going to go to Google. I want to know about this business before I hand them over my credit card. 
if we're not on those platforms, they're going somewhere else. Definitely. They're definitely going somewhere else. And so you guys have really doubled down on making sure people know this is the business that we are. This is what we're about. If you want to know more, click here, click here, click here, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So social media has been a big aspect of that. Do you think you'll lean even more into that as you try to expand into new markets? Yes. Um, uh, we, we will definitely. We also do a lot of promotion of like yard signs. Uh, as, as we get into the beef of the summer, we're going to go out and put those yard signs, yard signs down. So when you drive by, you see that we've gotten um, a lot of clients that contact us by just yard signs. Um, we, we, we think if they see it and when they go to the website, once they see the website, they're like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. And we've got everyone that goes on the website, you know, you, you see a business and you go on the website and the second you click on it, you're like, this doesn't look good. I'm not even going to waste my time looking through this. When someone goes to the website, the colors are bright. The pictures are amazing. We got splashes all over the website. They're like, this is brilliant. Like I, I want to look into this, even if it's not something that I wanted, I'm like, now I'd like I'm to interested. see this. This looks good. Now I'm interested. What else is there? Because yep. it looks good, so it must provide good. And, yep. and from day one, that's something that we pride ourselves in. We try to, to look the best. We try to, if we're running a session, everything there is is together. It looks professional. It feels professional. It sounds professional. And it looks expensive also. Yeah, that's, that's another really important point of this because any marketing <laughs> – should attract the right people that we're looking for, but repel the people that we're not looking for. There's still though plenty, plenty, plenty of people that want to be part of this, but either can't afford it, don't have the time, don't have the resources, whatever it is. We can't be wasting our time chasing those people down. No, no. Um, and, and this is a funny story. Well, like I said, I'm from Jamaica. I, ca I came to Cincinnati. I was playing here. And a few years ago, about seven years ago, and this stuck with me, about seven years ago, I was running a summer camp and a lady called me and she said, um, so I'm looking at your summer camp, which is $325 for the week. And I'm looking at another summer camp, which is $75 for the week. And I'm thinking I'm not going to send my kid to that summer camp because it's so cheap. It could not be a good service. Yeah. There's the psychology aspect of this. People think what's expensive is what's better. And a lot of the time that's the case. It is. Right? It you is. Pay for I, what you get for. Exactly. You're going to buy, you're going to buy a, a, an expensive car because it's probably going to serve you longer and it's probably going to, it's less risk of it breaking down in the street. If yeah. you buy a, a, a less expensive car, you know that you're going to have to change your oil very much more often than an inexpensive car, all of it. And, and it's true. And that's why, like I said, we look expensive, we sound expensive, and we're going to provide you the service yep. that you deserve so you know that you're getting first-class service. Well, That's I think if we're, if we're being honest, even 325 for a week for a soccer camp, there are camps that go even double or triple that. So I think there's even room for you to push that even further. Yeah. Moving forward, I mean, you mentioned – looking to expand into a couple other demographics, the younger players that aren't in school yet, or even the parents. 
How do you think you're going to handle that? Because right now, a lot of this is done in groups. Do you think it'll be a one-on-one -on -one thing? Do you think it'll be a group session thing? Do you think it'll be sort of a on your own, here's access to a facility? How do you envision the service side of it? Um, it, it could compromise of all the above. Because um, uh, if, if you want, if we run sessions per training session, four people in a group, or we do two people in a uh, two people, or we do one, it's, it's what you want. Um, it's, it's all about us trying to provide that service based on your need. Uh, so if we're running a session and we said, hey, we're going to have only 10 kids in this session, you come with your child, three to six um, parents while you come, we're going to also have a, a coach trainer over here working with you guys and another trainer working with the players over here. So you're now also gaining the knowledge to help your kid when you go home. Yep. And to tie that in, we're going to do a little workout involved. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, a, parent, a parent that's coming with a child that she's at home or he's at home every day, he's knocking out a workout while he's knocking out his kid's soccer on the side. Uh, so, And then you might have a parent that says, like you say, and this is in Cincinnati, this is a big deal. We get more people wanting one-on-one -on -one expensive training than they would want to be in a group. Yep. More people. And when I say more, I'm talking about well, especially 95%. Too. Especially. 95% yeah. of people want to be by themselves. Yeah. So, Which, so we can certainly a charge a premium for it and the, oh. and the business can collect on that revenue as well. And all of a sudden we're not just a soccer pro program. We are a performance program overall, right? We are focused. The meat and potatoes of this sounds like it'll always be in the realm of soccer, but if we can start targeting parents as well we could really quickly double the amount of money that you're bringing in and suddenly this business looks entirely different you know what i mean definitely and that's always been our goal uh when we started it's so funny because when we started my name's andre sharp and we started and it was get sharp and then i started telling my trainers and my workers like i need to kind of get this away from andre when people hear get sharp they think about andre sharp i need them to see get sharp as a business so everyone i talk to i don't say me i say we we you want a training we can get you a, give you a, get you a session um yeah. we want to expand into get sharp fitness you know what i mean so it's not just get sharp soccer we have get sharp soccer we have get sharp futsal um and we have other we have other things associated to get sharp but that's the thing that we want to be a get get sharp speed and agility get sharp fitness so it's not just one um thing it's an umbrella of like you said performance it's it's the overall thing will be get sharp performance that income that compromise of everything else also get sharp basketball all those things are things that we have in our head to go ahead and yeah. find there's the so future. many ways that this could expand continue to grow i wonder grow. so let me ask you this as a, a devil's advocate sort of question so many different possibilities of this are you at all concerned that it'll be too much to focus on and that could be paralyzing in itself definitely that's that's always something to think about but uh in any business model you're always going to try to grow the thing to do is make sure you're not rushing the growth make sure you have the correct people to grow 
because that's the number one thing in business. And even post COVID, the hardest thing to do is to get good workers. So you have to get the right people involved, people that see the business as not what they're working with, but what they're working, they're not working for, but they're working with. I want people that if I say, hey, Joel, come on and be a Get Sharp uh, fitness worker. Now you're thinking, Joel can come up with a, with, a, with a plan to say, what about this? And I can run this. So I'm involved. I'm not just a worker. I'm a part of this. Um, but that's so, so it is something to consider. And like I said, we've been doing this for a while and we've been slowly building and we don't plan to rush. We plan to slowly grow it as we go. We plan to expand, but with the right people. We've had a lot of people that's contact us. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? We spoke in and we just don't think it's the right fit. Don't think we're, we're right. on the same model of what we want the business to be. So it is concerning but it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. The growth I mean, that's, exciting. That's really the thing is like the foundation is in place. You guys can now build on top of that with whatever direction makes sense for you. And so looking forward, I want to, I want to pick your brain here. What do you think the, the big picture for this is? How big do you think you can take it? And how big do you want to take it? Um, I would like Get Sharp to be in, 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 in every city if possible. I'd like, whether it be a Get Sharp gym, whether it be a Get Sharp basketball, whether it be a Get Sharp soccer, whether it be a Get Sharp futsal, I'd like to see Get Sharp all over. I don't think there's any reason why it couldn't be. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big thinker. I'm a, I'm a yeah. big thinker. And, and, I, and I've, I, I grew this. Um, we did this with a small group of people. Uh, and it, it grew past everyone else that was within the city in, in no time. So when we've done it correct, um, we've made mistakes as we go, but we learn from those mistakes. And, and we could call those mix out, mistakes out and say, hey, that was on us. We made that mm -hmm. mistake. But next year it's going to be better. We won't make that mistake again. So um, I would like it to be as big as it can get. And I don't see any issue with it being bigger. I've spoken to people in Canada. My friends in Canada, like, hey, what do you think? You like this? We could move this here. So the idea is it for it to be as big as possible uh, and to grow it as big as possible with the right people. Right. And, and I think what you said there is tremendously important. We've made mistakes, right? Anybody that opens a business, you can't get it right 100% of the time. It is what it is. How do we acknowledge that? How do we take from it and move forward? to minimize that in the future, that's really the goal, right? The evolution of the business owner. How do we do better next time? How do we do better next time? How do we do better next time is the constant game that you must be playing. Andre, we could go back and forth and, and talk about this for hours, but I think that's a really good place to start to wrap this whole thing up. Before we sign out of here, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the business. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? Uh, you, you can definitely visit our Instagram page at Get Sharp Soccer. Um, uh, Facebook page, same tag, and our website, GetSharpSoccer.com um, to learn more about our business. That's perfect. Andre, man, 
I really appreciate your time. I, I think it's awesome what you're doing. And I think it's even more impressive that you're thinking bigger than where you are now. And so we'll certainly be watching from the sidelines and cheering you on. I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards, man. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Ed Radlow. Ed, how's it going, man? Pretty good, bud. Yeah, thanks for hopping on the podcast today. Thank you. It's good to have you. It's yeah, good to be here anyway. Absolutely. So let's kind of go ahead and get right into this. So um, first off, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Well, we're located in a suburb of Philadelphia, uh, on the main line of Philadelphia, um, uh, actually in Bryn Mawr. And uh, our, um, uh, the name of our company is Mainline Executive Fitness. Uh, we are a SNAP affiliate. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And can you kind of go into um, go into a little more detail about like, what does that actually mean as far as um, your Mainline Executive Fitness, but you're an affiliate of SNAP Fitness? Or a franchise of Snap Fitness. So we offer 24-7 uh, membership, but we primarily do specialized personal training. Mm -hmm. um, we really specialize in, in, in the really tough cases with uh, people that just uh, have been to gyms before and haven't been successful. We've been to personal training trainers before and they just haven't been successful. Okay. We help them to be successful by putting the science of fitness behind their efforts. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So as far as the, the mainline executive fitness, so that part is, it's just, it's still you guys, but you just have it branded as a different company, basically. Correct. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And how long have you been in business total? Well, this snap franchise has been in business um, going on 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um. However, it's, um, uh, we've owned it for just over two. Okay. So you guys owned it just for over two. Got it. Got it. And kind of what is your, um, so what, what made you decide that you, that you wanted to, um, buy into the franchise? 
Well, uh, that's going to take a little bit of an explanation. because right. was Okay. So, uh, uh, like in 2008, like most people, I was chasing the American dream. I was, uh, uh, assistant vice president level at a fortune 500 company. And I was walking across the street and uh, somebody ran me over and, uh, uh, I was uh, completely disabled. Um, I had 11 surgeries all over my body. My neck was worse than broken. Wow. And in 2013, um, right before my 11th and final, what would turn out to be my final surgery, my doctor said that this was it for me. I wasn't going to be returning to my previous uh, active life. And, um, uh, you know, just to come by every six months and you keep me on disability. So uh, that began a, a soul searching process and um, it led me to nutrition and fitness. Uh, I prayed for a different outcome. And by 2016, uh, I had reached a different outcome and I've been training, started training. I got my certification in fitness and uh, I've been training people ever since. I was looking for a club to buy and that's when I found this one. Okay. All right. Wow. So, so, I mean, it changed your life like in, in more ways than one. So it sounds like, uh, I mean, so basically the doctors were saying you really weren't meant for anything else, right? Like you were just gonna, you're just kind of there just to exist for the rest of your life, essentially. Well, I was, yeah, I, I was, I was collecting disability and, um, uh, I was 60 pounds overweight. Um, I was close to 240, and I'm, I'm coming from a pretty active, you know, past life um, uh, experience. I had, um, uh, I played sports all my life. I was a black belt in karate, taught uh, karate for, you know, 20 years. Um, and uh, that was hard for me to take. I was on all kinds of pharmaceuticals, painkillers, antidepressants, you name it. Yeah. And um, uh, so to hear that from your doctor, well, that was, that was pretty, pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. So after that, so did you did you start the the mainline executive training before the Snap Fitness, or did you buy the Snap Fitness first? No, I I, I actually took uh, my life took a little bit of a detour um, right before I uh, uh, graduated college. Uh, I was all signed up to go to the police academy and chose to go into business instead. So um, I figured if I could get back in, if I could get into the police academy and get out of the police academy, then I, I'd be pretty, pretty fit. I wasn't able to get hired because of all the years out of the, um, out of the workplace and, uh, right. and with all the surgeries. So uh, I went to the police academy. I got in, I got out, and I actually became a part-time cop. Uh, okay. Uh, when I bought this, I couldn't do both. So I decided to um, go back into business. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. So, so that was, that was a big change for you then. So you go from Fortune 500 to just um, being on disability to police officer to gym owner yep. in like 10, 12 years kind of, right? Yeah. Ish. And then COVID hit. <laughs> uh, right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you, so you've been through it. So kind of tell me like, um, let's fast forward to today. Um, so what, what's it look like at the snap fitness? So what do you guys, um, you know, what, what's your business model look like? Um, you know, aside from 
like the personal training. So we know it's a 24 hour facility. Uh, tell me a little bit more about it. Well, we've been, uh, since I bought it, we've been gradually evolving away from the general membership model. Uh, okay. We're always going to have general members, right? but we want to have a higher concentration to a more pure personal training model. Mm-hmm. Um, so COVID um, put us at risk, but um, it damp- definitely dampened our efforts, but we survived and we actually increased our personal training what we call our penetration rate. When we first took this over this business, the number of clients that were among the membership that were actually personal training was about 5%. We had 17 people that were personal training clients. We now have 27 people with, with a, a, a half the membership. So our penetration has more than doubled. We're about... 14% of our clients that come to us now are, are personal training clients. And now that we've totally evolved our model to all personal training, it's going to be even higher. Okay. Gotcha. So you guys now are, are now all personal training. That's, that's what the model is now. The only people that come in now are, are, are personal training to some degree. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. And, and so basically the, you know, the theory behind that is, you know, so you want, like you essentially got, you wanted less people, but, but higher ticket per, per client, right? Like less people paying more money, essentially. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and we know that that's, you know, the cool thing about that type of model is, you know, that, I mean, you don't need five or 600 people coming through the door, right? Like, you know, trying to make things work. So when you do it this way, you know, you have less people, now, even though they're paying more, these people are more bought in, right? Like they're more bought into your services, you know, bought into the program, you know, and they're they're just overall better clients, in my opinion. I, I think you're right. That's our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that um, that made you guys decide to, to go over to this type of model? Well, again, it comes back to our pers- my personal experience. Um, when the doctor told me what he told me in 2013, that began a, a big soul searching project and it led me to study nutrition, fitness. And eventually, um, it was well after that that I, I got certified mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. But we developed, my wife and I started, once we realized I was starting to see results, we started to codify uh, what it was I was doing. And we developed this system that we call the Do What Fits Optimal Fitness Center system. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, in essence, we use um, the science of fitness to help people attain optimal fitness. Now, optimal fitness, in our definition, is the ability to have on demand the personal strength and cardiovascular prowess. Uh, to to engage in your daily life with other people in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. So what? It, so what are you guys doing right now? To um, all right. So we changed the model. What are we doing now to to get new people in the door or to to let people know that the model's changed? Like new people. That's a great question. The, the biggest problem that we've had is where our current location is now. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. um, not a high traffic area. It's in a lucrative area, but it's not a high traffic area. And people don't know about us. Um, and the people that are coming to us, once they do decide to be a client, literally after two or three weeks, we hear it all the time. Man, I used to drive by this place all the time and didn't come in. You know, you, you got to let people know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it's the results that speak for themselves. If you check out our website um, at MainlineExecutiveFitness.com, you'll see some of the testimonials. We have people that are off their pharmaceuticals. We have people that avoided going on statins. We have one person, a, a, a retired pediatrician, okay, who came to us on his 66th birthday, and he was... Uh, uh, about 60 pounds overweight. Um, he was a, a, a stroke survivor uh, caused from his diabetes. Well, now after almost two years, he's lost the full 60 pounds. He has strength symmetry throughout his whole left, uh, his whole body, you know, versus yeah. the way he was from the stroke. He's lost the 60 pounds. He has a 7% body fat and he's going to be 69 years of age. He's wow. inspired tons of other people here as well. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. So that guy sounds like he's a beast, right? Like that's, Unbelievable. that's awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and I love the fact too that you're, you know, that a lot of people are getting off, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, pain medication, things like that. Because, I mean, we know, you know, I mean, and I think everybody pretty much knows like, you know, that's no life that you want to live right? Like, like being, being on that, having to be dependent on something like that. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not good for anyone. Well, worse yet, things like statins, what, what doctors don't tell uh, their patients um, is that statins, as you know, impair your ability to retain muscle, let alone gain muscle. Mm -hmm. And the, there's only there's only really one long-term thing that a person can do to lose weight. And that is to change their, their metabolism, to increase their metabolism. And you and I both know the only way that you can increase your metabolism is to add muscle. Losing fat won't do it and losing weight won't do it. In fact, those things could put the body into adaptive thermogenesis and actually cause you to work against yourself. And that's part of the science of what we introduce people to, to how to work smarter in their yeah. fitness journey. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, work smarter, not harder. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the things I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people that aren't educated anyway, seem to be kind of scared of weights. You know, they're, they're scared to lift, they're scared to put on muscle. They think, you know, if they start lifting weights, they're going to be a bodybuilder overnight, basically. Right. right. So yeah, it's good for people to be educated like that. And, you know, just to, just to change things up, you know, get off the treadmills, um, you know, do something active, you know, and, um, you know, really, really start to build, build a good solid foundation. And, you know, thing, things really start to take off from there as far as health goes. Exactly. Yeah. So as now, as far as um, staffing, what's, what does it look like for you guys as far as that? Like, I know that you're, you're working every day in the gym. Um, what else do you have um, there, like, as far as staff goes? Well, um, we have a, a number of trainers that are all certified by me and our protocol. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, we have three trainers right now, um, and uh, it, that, that includes myself. And as trainers, we're constantly interviewing people, but we don't necessarily hire um, the first person that comes in. We're really looking for one key ingredient in a trainer, and it's really hard to find in today's gig economy. And that ingredient is nurturing. Key question mm -hmm. that we ask is, give me an example of, of how, what you nurtured to a positive result. I get a lot of deer in the headlight books. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I don't even know what the word nurture means. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, so. what we do. We, we nurture our clients from the moment they walk in here to the moment they leave. Mm -hmm. And it's a very positive experience. Uh, they're never in pain. Uh, they might be a little bit sore, but even the soreness is controlled by the way we ramp up their activities. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, so it sounds like, so staffing has been a bit of an issue, right? Like trying to find someone that, you know, fits the mold, you know, and is, is qualified or, or one that you'd be willing to work with even to bring them on board. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we're, we're you know, we'll hire people that, um, are, are new to the industry. Uh, in fact, in some ways, I might even prefer that mm -hmm. um, because the people that have been in the in industry have their own, you know, uh, preset ways of doing things. And as soon as I introduce them to the do what fits protocol, it's like, well, I want to do things my own way. And I always come back to the nurturing. Our system helps people nurture themselves during their own fitness journey. Mm -hmm. That you know, that requires your creativity, but it doesn't necessarily require you to tell them what to do. And a lot of trainers, that's what they do. They tell people what to do. Right. Right. So we nurture them on what to do. There's a difference. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you're not, you're just not in there like commanding, like barking orders at people is essentially is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of times you go to a trainer because, quote unquote, you need somebody to push you. Mm -hmm. We don't push our clients. We don't push products. We don't push services. Uh, we don't push people. Mm -hmm. We encourage people how to reach the targets that they set for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we do that by helping them to connect their going to get a little philosophical on you, Ryan. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, we help them to connect the body with the mind and the spirit. Mm -hmm. The spirit wants to do all kinds of positive things. The body just wants to more or less sit there and, and not do much of anything. you know. And then in between, you have the brain that's trying to referee between the two. Yeah. Well, we get all three on the same side and uh, you know, working towards the same objective. And that's kind of hard to do if the body was overwhelmed with a workout. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't want to keep doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we are running out of time here on the podcast. So one thing I always like to ask people, um, what is, let's say like in a year, what does growth look like for you guys? Growth? Um, you mean from the past year or from this year going forward? Um, yeah, from, from this year going forward, just like as a company, you know, as a business, what do you, where do you guys want to be at in a year? Uh, you mean in terms of clients or, or sales amount? 
Yeah. Yeah. Either way, um, whichever one, you know, it could be clients. It could be like, it could be either one. Well, we, we fully expect, we, we sell multi, multi-month agreements, uh, okay. as little as three to up to nine month agreements. So, um, uh, we have 27 clients now. We fully expect to triple that in the next 12 months. Okay. Got it. Got it. So we want to triple clientele. Yep. All right. Perfect. And, and so, um, just to clarify, we're just talking about like, like the PT, right? Like, because just PT, the general, general memberships, quote unquote, are no longer really a thing anymore. Well, not, not here. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to come in and, and pay $95 and take their program and just do things on their own, that's fine. But no, I'm, I'm speak, I, I'm discounting those. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking specifically, you know, multi uh, month contracts that are mm-hmm. that are uh, that are paying at least $400. We expect to triple our volume on that. Okay, got it. Got it. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much um, for being on the podcast today. So hope hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope you got some value out of it. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed having you on here. It's really great uh, being with you. I, I thank you for the invite and uh, look forward to yeah. talking with you in the future. Absolutely. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.